What has happened here? What's happened? Just a few days ago, the crowds gathered were shouting, Hosanna! 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 As Jesus triumphantly entered Jerusalem on the back of a colt. Just a few days ago, they spread palm branches in his path to keep down the dust. They lined the roads with their shouts of joy. Just a few days ago, he was a hero. And now this. Now we see him mocked. Where palm branches waved, reeds now beat. Where arms were upraised in joy, knees are bending in jest. Where they revered him, now they hate him. Where voices shouted, Hosanna, hail to the king. Voices now scream, crucify him. Crucify him. What has turned this crowd? What is this change of heart? It's certainly no doing of Jesus. He's done nothing to provoke this crowd into a riotous bloodbath. He has done a lot, sure. He has stirred a pot and he's angered the wrong folks, but nothing to deserve this. This portion of our story is not marked by any kind of ambiguity. The story of Jesus, the unlikely Messiah, before Pilate, the ineffective ruler, is one of lines drawn in the sand. There are no shades of gray here. There's no neutrality. There's no place to hide behind indecisiveness. Jesus, with his pot-stirring ways, with his mandates to love and to serve, Jesus commands a decision about him. There's no room for wavering. There's no place for hesitancy in the face of such a one. Except, perhaps, in Pilate. The ancient historian Josephus sheds a little light on Pilate's governorship. Pilate, you see, entered the seat of governor of Judea and Jerusalem in a time of great unrest, of rioting and polarizations. During his ten years as governor, from 26 to 36, he had 32 riots. 32 riots in ten years. That's more than three major riots a year for ten consecutive years. The Jews hated the Romans. They hated Roman taxes. They hated the Roman insensitivities to their religion. The Jews of that time were constantly on the edge of rioting in those towns. And the governor Pilate was sick of rioting. He was tired of unrest and anxiety. He was tired of taking the blame. And with this awareness, we can approach the story of what happened on that Friday morning in Jerusalem. Please know that I do not expect you to feel sorry for Pilate. Sure, it's hard to be a ruler. And many great rulers have made difficult and even really bad decisions. But this is not the category into which Pilate falls. Pilate is weak. 
He's a weak ruler who tried only to save his own skin. Pilate's sin is spinelessness, neutrality, selfishness. Pilate did the work he was assigned to do as the governor. He questioned the prisoner. Pilate questioned Jesus and the witnesses and found no guilt. Jesus was innocent of the charges that the chief priests had trumped up against him. Pilate saw through the sham. He saw that. He wanted to dismiss the whole affair as just a nuisance, but faced with the threats of the high priest, the frenzy of the crowd, the threat of another riot, he caved. When he was asked to act, to do the right thing, he instead condemned an innocent man to death. His indecision, his lack of willpower, led to one of the most famous and violent deaths in the history of the world, and we blame it on him every time we say our creed. Jesus' blood is on Pilate's hand, no matter how he might wash them. So many were against him. So many hosannas turned to crucify him when the faced with dramatic claims that Jesus was making on their lives. The disciples deserted him. Those who loved him denied him. Those who hated him killed him. They didn't know, as we do, the whole story. They didn't know, as we do, what God demands of us. Our Messiah, our God, demands nothing less than everything. 100%. Complete, utter devotion. Our Messiah does not ride in on a donkey, humble and holy, and ask for occasional fidelity. Our Messiah does not hang on a cross to his death to engender sporadic respect. Our Messiah, the Son of God, asks that we leave behind ourselves, our selfishness, our egotism, and we reorient our lives entirely toward God, completely and wholly. Pilate did not decide. In the shadow of the cross, there is no neutrality. There is no wishy-washy. There is no maybe. Throughout our passion story, people are forced to choose one way or another. And we, too, are asked to choose. We are no exception. We must decide if we will walk the way of the cross into the promise of the resurrection, if we will follow our Messiah with full devotion, or if we won't. But we are compelled by that cross to decide. The story of the Passion is our story. We are part of it now as our ancestors were then. We must listen to this uncomfortable, ugly, bloody story, and we must decide where we come down. Will our hosannas turn to shouts of crucify him when the wind changes direction? 
face the cross. Make your decision.